You are listening to Just Over 20 with me, Itunu Speaks. This has got to be one of the most interesting conversations I've had on the podcast thus far. I spoke to Helen, the founder of Ajoale, a creative platform that uses arts and creative media to tell real stories about experiences lived by different Africans. The plan was to speak about African art and unpack her love for the art world. However, the conversation panned out differently and we ended up exploring what it means to be a so-called different or alternative woman in different church spaces and how that can impact a person's experience in the church. The conversation was honest and the experiences shared got me thinking, what can the church do to create a safe space for individuals who don't match the status quo? This was a great conversation and I hope you enjoy. Hi everyone, Um, so today I have a beautiful, lovely um, girl with me. She is a true creative and like seeing you flourish from when we were young. I think when we were young, I probably looked at you more from a distance. We went to the same church, but we weren't necessarily close. I always thought, wow, this girl is so cool. You know, some people are cool. They don't try. Some of you try to be cool, which is okay. We all make efforts in this life. But this, you know, when someone's born and they're just, they're just cool. It's just effortless. That's Helen. So today I'm with Helen, who, as you can probably tell, I am really fond of. Um, And we're going to be speaking about art, African art, creativity, and kind of like coming into yourself and your identity and accepting who you are um so if you would like to introduce yourself hi guys my name is helen um it's new kind of you know did a good job there um uh, what can i say i'm 24 i'm 25 next week Woo! 25 next week um i'm nigerian born in britain um yeah i like art you like Do I need to more stuff? <laughs> no that's that's fine that's fine um so let's start with that so Helen is a real art lover and she's kind of made a niche for herself I feel like on TikTok and social media of sharing different exhibitions around London I'm sure at some point we're gonna go international I hope um of different African art exhibitions and it's something that you're really into and I've always kind of wondered how did you get into that that's a good question oh how did I get into it it's something that I've just been doing like since because I don't have a background in art I didn't study anything creative um I studied stuff in terms of humanitarian subjects political stuff that's like my background in terms Mm. of that but, like, I've always been good, like, you know, like, back in school, like, doing, like, DT and all that kind of stuff. So then I would just go to, like, shows, like, at the Royal, I think it's the Royal, is it African Society or Royal Sox, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I've heard of that. That will put on, like, different, that basically will kind of plug you in on different events. So, like, I've been doing, like, going to exhibitions, low-key, small, small, since I was, like, 15 and all that kind of stuff. And I just like the aesthetics of, like, contemporary African art from a distance from somebody who never studied it, if that makes sense. Yeah. When, like, you obviously, when you grow up and you can do what you want to do and, like, you have your own hobbies and all that kind of stuff, I was like, 
yeah, I'm doing this. And I thought, hmm, why not just share it with people on Instagram one day? Because I didn't want my Instagram, like... I think we talked about this. Like, I didn't want my Instagram to be uh, of just me going out to dinner, eating pasta. I don't like pasta. <laughs> I don't like it. it. It makes me gassy. I don't like it. I don't know what they put in that thing. I don't like it. But I was telling one of my girls, I was like, I don't want to be one of these just pretty girls on Instagram. Like, pretty girls, just not me. That aesthetic's not me. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to post what I want to post. If people want to follow, if people want to vibe with it, that's whatever it is. It doesn't matter. So, yeah. yeah. Did you ever feel the pressure to go on that route of, like, bad B, Instagram, um, posting, mm. clink, clink, babe? Clink, clink! That's what it is, clink, clink with the pasta and the wine, no? <laughs> Like, I felt that pressure, especially like I think once I hit twenty, at twenty one, um, I think that's when I finished my first. I don't know, I can't remember. I think I finished my first degree around that age. I can't remember. Um, education has really messed me up. Did but, you guys um, hear that? She said first degree. This is an educated babe. Hey, we to. educated. <laughs> okay, let's talk But um. No, that pressure to be like, you must be looking, shut wearing heels. Like, I'm six feet, yeah? Mm. And six, like, girls who wear heels at six feet, do it for us. Like, show them. Naomi Campbell, yes, baby. But, like, heels hurt. That's what all you short girls don't like to reveal. So, like, you guys are, like, that like to do up. I went to Mayfair. I did this, you know. I ate this. I did. I'm not wearing uh, body dress. Like, it's nice aesthetic, but it's just... For me, I was just like, this isn't me. So we'll be fooling ourselves if that's what we're going to be about because it's just not me. So the pressure was there, but I went to the left. Yeah, definitely. And um, I would say that that is quite consistent with what I've personally kind of known and observed of you. I feel like you, mm-hmm. you've you always been an individual. You've always been an individual. Oh. And um, I guess sometimes it's kind of nice to go back before going like to where we are now. So... Um, on that kind of like you've always been an individual front, I'm going to say my perception, perspective of Helen, and then she can riff from there. So myself and Helen went to the same church when we were teenagers, I think. I think we were yeah. teenagers, not when we were children, we were teenagers. I just remember you just being really, you seem so much more grown than you were. Um, and you're just cool and you kind of knew yourself, um, very confident, that kind of vibe, that's what you gave me. And also you were very passionate, I would say as a person and passionate about God. Um, I would say that as well in a way that maybe I hadn't really, I hadn't really seen in a young person before, but I guess like you're very confident, very sure of yourself where did that is that how you perceive yourself maybe we should start from that when you were when you were younger at that age and teen I would say yeah I think a lot of people have that same perception so I'm gonna say yes Mm. um yeah the only thing I would say is that I felt like with me I didn't know that obviously I think I was two years ago I got diagnosed with ADHD so like all that passion all that vim vim that, yeah <laughs> that vim that helena vim legit like it's down to my adhd of which i'm grateful for um so like in hindsight i can see it but yeah i would say that's pretty much on key like i didn't really follow i didn't really follow trends but it's like i was still cool with everybody that mm. Mm. i would say and the good stuff yeah yeah 100 percent 
And how did you deal with the whole not following trends? Because I feel like when you're at a certain age, not for everybody, it's very easy and convenient and maybe expected to kind of go with what everybody's interested in and I guess like linking it back to you going to these art exhibitions at 15 I feel like that comes at odds with what like the average maybe um, person in our communities or whatever um were doing so how did you kind of find comfort or comfortability in being different Mm. I would say, literally in hindsight, now I can see it, it's legit because, like, having ADHD, you're motivated by your interests. Mm-hmm. And, like, I have the com- I have the two combination type. There's, like, impulsive, inattentive, and impulsive and inattentive in terms of the ADHD. And I have the last one. So it's legit. If I don't like something, I'm not going anywhere. Like, you can't drag me to go. Yeah. So it's, like, when people are doing, like, trends and stuff like that, that's calm. I'm like, I don't want to do that, if that makes sense. Like, I, I just won't go. Or in classes, the reason why I failed certain classes because I'm like, this this is boring. This it doesn't interest me. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, from early, like, when I found stuff that was interesting, it's like, I'm about this. Like, I, I just, it's like a magnet, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't actually, like, control it necessarily, but it's just like, if I like something, I'm going to keep on doing it because, like, I'll just be depressed I, you know when there's a class that you don't understand yeah. and you don't, yeah, you're just depressed while you're there. So I guess that's where the comfort comes from, just like really going for my interest. And I'm having that inclination to go for your interest. There isn't like, I want to do what everyone else is doing to fit in. It's like, I literally, in inside of me, if I'm not interested, I can't, even if I wanted to be like you, you'll see on my face that I can't be like you. Um, uh, I, can, I can imagine... I, that's legit it. Like, even, like, growing up, because obviously you're Nigerian, right? Like, growing up, like, your parents want you to even be, like, a doctor, lawyer, or what's the other one? Engineer. Engineer. We all have... We've all lived that same life. Yeah. So it's, like, from early, my dad was on that. Like, he was trying to put me down the medical route because I had cousins who were doctors. Like, he was studying medicine. Work experience and all that kind of stuff would have been passing, if that makes sense. And it's just, like... The thing is, like, I was like, okay, let me just, like, try, if that makes sense, because you're conditioning that way. So, like, I did, I remember I did work experience for, like, a year or, like, eight months in a hospital. And I was like, this is depressing. Like, everyone's wearing Crocs. Obviously, Crocs are now in fashion, but everyone's wearing Crocs. Everyone's wearing scrubs. Like, the people are sick. They don't want to be, like, working in a hospital, like, it's rewarding if you're a doctor and everything, but, like, it's quite a depressing reality, Mm. reality, because, like, you're dealing with people that are sick, if that makes sense. So I was just like, no, I'm not about this. And I think from there, like, so I would say, I wouldn't just say, like, I just, I was passionate about things, and I just followed my passion and that kind of stuff, like, no, like, other things that were put onto me, whether it's, like, socialisation, like, your home, your upbringing, all that kind of stuff, it Mm. did happen. And I just try things out, and I feel like that's probably the answer in terms of, like, how I found myself to be in this comfortable space of being me is like just trying loads of different stuff out and then realizing that actually this is really dead I don't see myself wearing blue scrubs I like colors if that makes mm-hmm. sense as I'm doing this so yeah no that makes a lot of sense to be fair and I think that coming at odds with what your parents want and then also what is kind of normal in your family in your community can be really difficult 
can be really mm. difficult because it's like everyone's done it this way so why do you so badly want to be different what's wrong with you and on that I would love to I've always wanted to know this um about you Ooh. I think that when somebody is very different, especially at a young age, um, as in the way they dress, the way they act just seems kind of like just different, not negative, not positive, just different from maybe what other people are doing. Sometimes there can be this perception of like, why are you trying to be so different? Do you know what I mean? Like it's almost like um, it's pretentious. People make an assumption that you're being pretentious or you're trying to go against the grain. You're trying to purposely desperately not be like anyone else and I've always wanted to know is that something you ever faced from maybe friends or people around you and how did you deal with that um from friends and age mates no I never experienced that really never do you know what it is I feel like people just I'm like I'm just blessed because like even the friends that I have now are friends I had like over 10 years ago Mm -hmm. and it's like they just accepted me for me. Like, I got lucky, if that makes sense. That's like, great. Me. I would say that kind of who do you think you are kind of stuff came from the aunties at church. Um, when you don't toe the line of um, uh, wrap top and all this kind of bland dressing, if that makes sense. Because um, I remember, like, when you said dressing, I used to just, wow. Yeah, like, there was a, to be fair, there was a group of you. Yeah. I feel like you had a community of you, so it was like, you guys, listen, yeah, if I could drop, this is a an audio thing, but I remember I would go into church, and this is the thing, like, I was the complete opposite, but I was still being me, but it was just a different me kind of person, but my mum was very big on, like, you dress up for church, so I remember from being a child that I would be the one who would come into church dressed up up and then I guess like when you got to a teenager it was just being casual in jeans and a top to go to church but these girls they were coming to church it was a whole you guys think you've seen something with Met Gala you don't know that there's some people who have been doing this since 14 15 16 you guys think that you are being original you think (laughs) that's your thought but these girls came and I was like whoa what i'm so sure somebody wore like um an alarm clock as a necklace to church or something oh, wild legit, like that legit we had like the whole afropunk yes of yeah definitely because you know what we were all on tumblr in it and that was trending it was that american boy afropunk um, vibe yeah the, the, uh 2010s you know so uh yeah that, that was that. And those what? um trousers that like now people who go on gap year wear those like flowy <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Those flowy trousers, they're like baggy and they're flowy. And like people oh my gosh, Helen, I'll send you a picture. Me I remember too vividly. <laughs> no, but it's literally only aunties that would give me bad eye, like corner eye. Mm. But the thing is, yeah, Ah, can I say this as a podcast? How did did it make you, maybe we'll we'll temper it, how did it make you feel like when you would see maybe an auntie give you a look, I'm assuming maybe it was a disapproving kind of look. 100%. How did it make you feel, yeah? Oh my gosh, and you know the thing is, yeah, because I used to be in choir as well, Kai, the amount of times like, 
Oh, uh, sometimes women hate women. I don't know why. Oh, they gosh. don't understand feminism. They don't understand feminism. It's like legit. They would go to like the head of the choir, who's a man, to come and complain about my dressing. Mm. If that makes sense. And then he will come and tell me that like, you can't wear this anymore. I'm um, getting complaints, and it's about from all these church hen mothers. And it's like how it will make me feel. It just make me feel like. You know when you just, oh, my vocabulary, please don't tell me now. When you just feel like, when you felt comfortable, like in a place, like you sat down and all this kind of stuff, mm. then out of nowhere, you're just so self-conscious of yourself. Yeah. And, oh, like, rah, I was literally just being myself. Like, I'm sure this is in the Bible when Jesus would come as you are. And it's just mm. like, damn, okay, so I have to come like this in this area and it makes a lot of sense why loads of people like leave different churches and all that kind of stuff mm. because like, it's not a safe space anymore it's like i don't really feel like safe or anything like that i was just like you know what when i'm here actually how it made me feel like at different like places i presented a different helen if that makes sense mm. church i was this helen if that makes sense my friends i was this helen with certain friends i was this helen with my family I was probably just myself, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, um, but that's how it just means me feel like I don't feel like I can be like my entire being amongst um, those people that were giving disapproving looks. Did you ever have conversations with them? No, because I don't. <laughs> I don't argue with people that don't make sense to you. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a waste of my time. Because mm. I I know where it stems from. It stems from patriarchy. So it's just like, I'm not going to die on that hill today. <laughs> Do you know what's super interesting, though, about you saying this? Because you're not the first person who's mentioned this whole, like, dressing thing. But I've heard it from a different perspective. I'll touch on that perspective in a second. Okay. But what I would say, because um, obviously for you guys listening, the kind of image that we're kind of conjuring up, the the aesthetic that I would say teenage Helen was going for was very afropunk it was very like it wasn't um exposing your body or like wearing something really tight like all these things that often when people talk about maybe being um yeah and the things that kind of um will make an auntie in the church like side eye you that's not how you were dressing so it's like, why would you still, why do you personally attribute those kind of disapproving looks and, and comments to patriarchy? Do you know what it is? It's literally because I wasn't like dressing feminine, like a feminist, if that makes sense. And the thing is like, even my friends, one of my friends, um, it's non-binary, refers to me as STEM, if that makes sense. I'm not quite stud, I'm not quite femme. It's like, I'm somewhere in the middle with how I present myself, like, nowadays and how, like, seeing me go through, like, different stages. And it's just, like, I feel like because they can't throw you in that box, it's just, like, is this when you gay? Like, what, what, what Oh, my gay? gosh, Helen, like, no! Like, is, that's actually, it's happened to, it happened to me in youth, like, one time, like, this, like, well, like, auntie fully, like, call my mom, it's like, oh, is this when you gay? This kind of stuff. And it's just, like, first and foremost, like, that's none of your business. And secondly, like, what, what, why, why is that pressing you? If that makes sense, that's why I stem it to patriarchy because it's like literally they want to reproduce this, this monolithic, black Christian, like West African woman, like mm. this imagery that they have in their, in their head of what um, 
women should be and how they should look so you can attract a man but like you can't can't be too too much you can't give us too much because then you cause the men to sin mm-hmm. uh, but you got to give some things for like the men to want you if that makes sense that's, so that's why i attribute it to your patriarchy is like people just wanted to be themselves yeah no that makes sense so how did you move on from being this helen in one space that helen in another space and kind of finding comfort in who you were um and presenting as you desire especially in the church space because it sounds like that's where maybe you felt the most uncomfortable yeah which would be interesting because people probably will think i felt the most comfortable there uh, yeah i i'm quite shocked to be honest yeah, with you but yeah um to be honest like i found my real ones in it and those are the people like those are the people that you open up to those are the people that you do life with and then everybody else you give them a pretentious version of yourself it's do you think called- that's helpful do you still give a pretentious version Not of yourself anymore, okay. left, if that makes sense i just i leave spaces where i don't feel like i can if i don't feel like i can be me then i will leave the space like i'll give it a go and then i'll leave if i feel like no, yeah but before, like, I had the courage to leave. And courage is the key word because, like, I think leaving church is quite a big... Especially if you've grown up in that space, and that makes sense. It's like, there's a lot there's a lot of, like, guilt and stuff like that for leaving. But, like, that's different anyway. Mm-hmm. But, like, once you find the courage to, to leave and all that kind of stuff, like, before that, it's just literally pretending, just pretending, pretending. And then I got tired of pretending because, as I said, I have ADHD. I lost interest. <laughs> so yeah, I just, it was becoming a strain. Yeah, so, like, even when I left, like, mentally, I had checked out a year ago. Yeah. Like, but I was still there because I, I was doing, like, I was leading, like, evangelism, all that kind of stuff, like, da, 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 like, I was like, okay, well, part of the team, I can't just bounce, if that makes sense. Definitely. How has this experience, like, affected your faith? Because you, from my understanding, are still in the faith. And mm-hmm. when people kind of describe these scenarios maybe for whatever reason they feel uncomfortable in a certain church space um Mm. i feel like it's often followed by and i'm no longer a christian how come you that hasn't been your path yeah yeah that's a good question it hasn't been my path because i know too much if that makes sense like to say i was even talking to one of my very good friends and then I was, I was like, literally everything that people who say that they're no longer Christians were saying, I was saying, if that makes sense. By the end, I was just like, I've, I've, I've seen too much, like I've experienced too much to just be like, nah, no longer Christian. The, my thing is like, now, as wild as this might sound, is like, okay, I'm still about the gospel. I'm still a Christian, but I just don't deal with Christians. If that makes sense. Like, oh, that's a tricky space. I don't deal with Christians, like, legit. Um, people who like to speak Christianese, I can't stand it. Mm. But, like, the thing is, like, I'm still Christian, so, like, unconditional love is still part of the family. But if I don't have to be in your space and you don't have to be in mine, then I'm not going to show up, if that makes mm. sense. Mm. But, oh, currently, like, I don't go to church. Like, I have a church. No, In fact, church is online now, so I don't physically go to a church, if that makes sense. There's a church that I listen to on YouTube, like, during the weekday. But it's, like, even, like, how can I say? Even with that, I feel like, so I don't meander. I feel like the whole experience of that just made me see the gospel for what it really is by experiencing what it really wasn't Mm. about. 
Oh, wow. So, like, that's what church did. Like, church showed me what the gospel wasn't, if that makes sense. And the few, like, friends and realities that I had there and the experiences and encounters that I had with God, like, why are these people and just, like, if that makes sense, like, that's where I saw, okay, the gospel, like, for what it really is. Mm -hmm. So... It's like now, like, I, I'm, I'm not going to, I was going to swear, but I'm not going to do that again, podcast. But it's like, um, if there's BS, like, I smell it. Like, it's, in terms mm. of Christian BS, mm-mm. I'm like, bye, next, if that makes sense. Um, so if people try to come with me with that, I'm just like, no, thank you. Um, not, sometimes, but sometimes I'm a bit, a bit more, how can you say, nice about it and having, like, conversations and causing people to, like, be more open-minded in their thinking when mm. it comes to, like, topics in the bible or maybe certain like worldviews they may have uh, challenging them based on the bible like sometimes people i remember one of my friends he said something to me and then i ended up repeating it to somebody else and then people be like oh how can you be so comfortable like doing this or speaking to these people or supporting this or da 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 like you're a christian i was like it's because i'm a christian that's mm-hmm. why i'm so mm-hmm. it's because i know where i'm rooted in why I can like I'm not scared if that makes sense who's, who's gonna check me <laughs> if God is on my side who's gonna who else is gonna check me if that makes sense so it's just stuff like that so if anything it's made my it's made my faith like I'm about this gospel but one thing I would say is like I miss the community of like being in a church and stuff like I don't have that and it's it's, it's hard out here mm. in this world in terms of like people ask you like to use the word accountability, blah 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 blah. Like I don't have that. Um, I have friends that I pray with on a weekly basis, but it's not the same. I guess I miss like oh, it sounds so like Christianese to say, but it's this it's that like, I miss that Bible study, like just with real Jesus, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, no, that's something that's forced. Yeah, but how do you think christians can cultivate a space where people especially women are comfortable with presenting themselves in ways that deviate from like an image of womanhood that they feel is correct in their specific church context Mm. i feel like i saw this tiktok that said that like no other human can be like, oh, I wish I remember. Can be like the corrector of another human being. Yeah. Oh. All on the same level. Oh my gosh, that I've never heard that before, but I that I believe very strongly. Do you understand? Yeah. So it's just like literally, people that are Christians that have been in a church environment, they're already on a certain level. Like they put themselves on that level ten or whatever level, and then people who don't fit or don't look like that level ten or whatever, they're like, okay, we need to now. Um, project our level 10 characteristics onto these people to make them look like it's like reproducing this monolithic christian black woman if that makes sense mm-hmm. and it's just like no nah, like you, you 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 actually you're not gods you are flawed as well you have no business in correcting anybody yes accountability all this kind of stuff and jesus says i like, confess your sins to other people but it's like bruh like it's almost like it's one-sided. Like, people place themselves in in the seat and position of the corrector mm-hmm. as, as the, just, the judge, if that makes sense. And that's a God's power complex that many Christians don't clock, if that makes sense. It's mm-hmm. like, you're not, you're not seeing people as people. You're not even seeing yourself as a person. Because, like, if you look for the New Testament and you see the way that Christ deals with people, 
legit anybody on road he would have a conversation with legit anybody on road he would invite himself into their houses in fact the gospel gives accounts of people that were like social outcasts if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so it's just like this is the the god that you're serving is the god that's actually going to people who you would condemn and 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 choosing to have dinner with them and choosing to befriend these people and choosing to journey and do life with these people intimately without trying to change them without trying to change them and the thing is like with me that's why i'm so grateful for my friends because it's like they've like now it's like now i'm like the evolved helen if that makes sense because, like, I had friends that deviated, like, bounced from church ages ago. And, like, I didn't really understand it because, like, I was still, I don't want to use the term indoctrinated, but I was still, I guess, towing the line of um, that monolithic image of what a Christian should look like, if that makes sense. And people, and, like, not understanding why my friends who were Christians weren't on it, if that makes sense, because I had this image. But now it's just like, bruh, once you step out of it and you still hold to the gospel, and you know what isn't about the gospel. It's just like, but I'm really sorry that I didn't, I had to apologize to some of my friends. I'm like, I'm really sorry I didn't create a safe space for you to be you. Like, you were just being you and you still loved God. If that makes sense. So it's yeah. just like, people just need to understand like you're not, you're in no position to correct anybody else. Because the same way like, like I was judging my friends or for doing stuff like this, because they're doing, it's like, hello, you're judging yourself. That's like that scripture that says that like, you're pointing your finger at, like the speck in your eye, but look at the the log in, the log and the speck in. Yep. Like the log and the speck, bro. Like even if you take it out of um, biblical um, literature, when people say when you point one finger, you're pointing three back at yourself. Yeah. So yeah. that's literally it. People need to just take themselves out of that correct. That like you have no right correcting anybody else. No right. Yeah. You're all, all short of God's grace. This conversation has got really differently from what I anticipated. <laughs> but no, I'm really here for it because, you know, like, um, one time that I think I've really clocked that way, there is an image of, like, Christian womanhood that can make really embracing the faith very difficult for some people. It was when I read um, Gay Girl, Good God by Jackie okay. Hill. That is one of my, I love that book. And I'm always I never talking, finished it. I finish it. It's so, I really enjoy it. But I'm going to ruin it ever so slightly, just ever so slightly, <laughs> just ever so slightly, ever so slightly. Guys, still read it. It's literally slightly. But I remember her saying that, you know, as she developed in her faith and as she was kind of exploring sexuality and like what that meant for her and what that meant for her faith she said that she had this idea that being a christian woman was like a 50s housewife so so she's now like trying to step into this space of christian womanhood whatever that means and she thinks she has to buy a purse and wear a skirt and all of this kind of stuff and it's very at odds with the way she is as a person and 
and um, even when you still when like I very much I engage with a lot of the stuff that she does you know um her and her husband have a podcast um I think it's called 30 minutes with the Paris and um they were talking about how somebody made a comment like oh I really love your ministry or whatever I don't know if they said that but I feel like it wasn't a completely horrible comment um but like you know you should wear more feminine clothes and her husband was like it's not about her husband but her husband was saying that I like the way she dresses like this is her you know she she wears her her jeans and her her baggy hoodie that's her like that doesn't make her any less woman that doesn't make her any less Christian and that doesn't make her any less of a Christian woman and I I didn't realize that there was such a stringent kind of perception that maybe people don't even realize that they are putting out into the atmosphere of what it means to be a Christian woman I didn't really when it comes to things that are very um surface level like aesthetics I didn't realize when it comes to personality that was the one that I know that Percy I battled with at uni where I I had this idea that if I was to deepen my faith I'm gonna have to be really demure and I have no opinion and like cook jollof fries and I was like that's not me and I would and I would really battle with myself like I really want to be deep in my faith I really want to be a Christian woman I want to be someone who is deep in my faith I want to be somebody who if I have people younger than me or like who want to explore the faith they feel like they can come to me but all this stuff that you're saying makes you a Christian woman I am not like that like I have an opinion I always have something to say and cooking jollof fries is I, I don't I didn't see the scripture I missed it. <laughs> I missed it. I missed it. I missed it. No, I really did. So it's so interesting, like hearing you say like your perspective and your you know your experience. I think from what you've gone through, how do you think that you? I guess it's what I asked before, but I would love to like for you to really go deeper with it. Like, how would you for yourself as you grow? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you see yourself kind of like helping that little Helen so 14 year old 15 16 year old Helen if you were to see her now wearing the clothes that she wants to wear being the way that she is having the vim wearing the things that maybe don't look exactly feminine mm. And she's very much like in a church space and wanting to feel like, yeah, I'm me and I feel comfortable with it. What would you, if people were kind of coming up against her, what would you want her to know? That's such an endearing question, little Helen. Um, I would tell younger Helen, bro, continue, do what you want to do. Because the people, like... This is gonna sound so chaotic, <laughs> but like, there are no rules. I'm sorry, there are no rules. There are no rules to what? Like, in just in terms of this whole, how to be in terms of like in the like we're talking about this the context of being a Christian, right? Mm. Church, right? There are no rules in terms of what a Christian looks like. Yeah. There are there are guidelines in terms of mannerisms, mannerisms and characteristics in terms of how we treat people, yes. how we are to think about the world and all this kind of stuff. But, like, in terms of how you appear and how you show up, like there are no rules. Like, there's there's no one 
goal, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, the, the goal is Christ. Do you know what I mean? But, but aside from that, like, you're not going to look like Christ. <laughs> in, like, in terms of, like, physical appearance. Yeah. Like, gonna happen so it's like do we even really know what christ looked like bro the hebrew is like will tell you that he was black he was black his skin was bronze okay that's what they'll tell you and other so, books would show you a white blonde blue-eyed man so <laughs> just to do and the thing is like you have to develop like if you're going to be you anywhere in this world like you just have to develop a like, uh, thick skin like resilience yeah. if you're not going like with the grain like you just have to be prepared for the insults I think there was a time that I just I anticipated like rejection I mm. I anticipated like social disapproval and the thing is like the thing is that I feel like why it didn't get to me because my mum was always on my side if that makes sense That's like, my mum was friend, but she was born here and then my mum was she like has an art background if that makes sense and my mum has always been about like she used to dress like you know the lady who sang um I don't want to sing on this because I don't sing anymore <laughs> but back to life back to reality yeah um, I'm Burke's mum I think I think that's her mum yeah my mum used to dress like that if that makes sense so like half of the clothes I was wearing to youth like looking like an afropunk like I would steal from my mum mm. so like my mum would be like you look so nice today and then what auntie look at me and then they're trying to report me to my mum my mum would be like I like what she's wearing, it's fine. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but even posting, like, now on Instagram, because now, like, some things I wear, they're a little bit girly. Like, in terms of me, um, now I like to wear things that have, like, cleavage, all that kind of stuff now. Mm. And my mum would be like, she's like, you look so nice. Oh, if I was small, I would take this top, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, you look so nice. And, like, there was one time, like, I posted a picture on Instagram, and then I don't know where... Helen has her um, her hand on her head right now. Did you say the body police? They said Nino, Nino, straight to the DMs. I don't know who in you snaked me. What happened? But people like my mom got four calls that day. Like within two hours of me leaving, like posting that picture and leaving my house. She's like, Helen. She's like, Helen. What did you post on Instagram that people are disturbing my phone? I showed her the picture. She was like. Is this why people are upset? And she's like, please, just for the sake of people not calling me, can you take it down, if that makes sense? Yeah. It's literally before disturbance, not even for what I posted. So it's just like, it's one of the things where, like, you have to be resilient, and hopefully you have somebody that's on your side, Sha. And if you don't, then you have to fight for you. Mm. Wow. 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 <laughs> no, this is... A, this is... Wow. Okay, well, I guess just to do my due diligence, because I did say we were going to speak about art. Um, <laughs> so we're going to circle back to the initial. No, but I love this. But um, so, yes, you love art. You gave a very simple and concise answer, to be fair, about what, what made you get into art. Um, and now you have your own... I want you to explain to me what you would call it because I'm not really too sure, should I say creative space or or creative venture um, where you do a lot of photography and like you produce really striking images. I, I think that's what I would I'd describe it as um, and you've been making a lot of like progress with that. Can you talk about Al- Alero Art? Is it Alero? Am I saying it right? Because she'd be changing the name. Okay. So my personal page is Alero Arts. 
That's your personal page. Yeah. Yes. The, the art producing page of the visuals that I produce with Hama is Ajo Ale Arts. Ajo Ale Art. There we Ajo. go. The Hannah's like Nigerian name is Ajo something something something. I'm not Yoruba. I don't know what it is. And then my Nigerian name, one of them is Alero. Um, and we work together to produce. We produce. How can I say? We like to narrate real real African stories, like real life African stories visually um so there's always a, a narrative behind everything that we do um we're trying to go against the the i guess the contemporary commercial the, we're trying to go against the commercial grain of like contemporary like photography that's just kind of like produced to look nice and aesthetic and all that kind of stuff yeah, and, yeah basically you're very subversive aren't you I don't know what that word means. Man. You just like, should we do a definition? So you guys are going to hear clicking on my laptop. What's <laughs> it? Submersive? No. Word. Subversive. Subversive. Yes. That's a big word, Auntie. Okay, wait. Seeking. Oh, I hate you. Okay, disruptive. Okay. But that sounds quite um negative. But I mean, subversive, the definition seems like quite um, negative, but I don't mean it in a negative way. So we've got troublemaker, dissident, agitator, disruptor, revolutionary. I think you are someone who who is different. And I think that that's really, really amazing. And I think having this conversation with you has actually made me look inwards. Because I think to myself, when have I ever looked at someone and thought like, because the way you dress, you obviously are this or you are not this or you don't believe in this or you, you know, making all these, it's judgments, making all these judgments based on something that when you break it down the way that you've broken it down, as much as it's like common sense, it's very easy to do. Yeah, so speaking to you has really made me realise how flawed and productive it is to judge people and see like everything should be a monolithic way people should present themselves in a certain way um, and that is the standard they must follow it's something to really think about and reflect on now with your um creative ventures i would love to know what's next for ajoale what do you have planned and even before that, like, what are you proud of the most? Because you have made some very big moves in the past, I would say, couple of months. Um, what's next for Ajay Ali? Um, currently posting a series. I want to finish a, a very ambitious series that we started. It was dedicated to kind of, like, telling how... Um, using pictures and everything, telling how Africa got to where it is, like, politically and everything. Um, but the time frame wasn't that great, so I would like to finish that off after this first series. And then there is something else, but I'm not going to talk about it yet because it's too premature to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I would say, what I'm most proud of in terms of, like, achievements and stuff like that, um, I was always proud of just, like, doing what I've been doing. So like in August, Ajale exhibited one of our pieces that was titled The Crown of Shame. Um, Guap Magazine did like this community exhibition to like promote 
like um, photographers and like filmmakers and stuff like that who haven't had the opportunity to be like exhibited and all that kind of stuff, photographers and creatives of colour. So that was really cool. And I guess I'm just, I'm really happy that I'm just doing what I want to do. Yeah. I don't know where it's going to take me, but like, I'm, I'm just happy that like, I don't really have like a, a plan B, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I'm just happy that I'm certain, I guess. Yeah. And when you say no plan B, what do you mean? It's like, you know how like people might be like, um, they might have like a route or let's say someone's like doing business or like, actually, no, let me not even be abstract, but like I could easily like get a job in line with my degree and go work for an NGO or do you know what I'm saying? Or think tangle the UN and that's not an option if that makes sense because for me that's just not where my interest lies so it's it's this is the route that i've chosen and i'm very comfortable choosing this route as opposed to like relying on my degree and people asking like why have i decided to go down art when i have no art background when you know like i didn't study it all the stuff that i've studied i've studied international political stuff that could easily land me like a 40k job within Mm -hmm. like five years or whatever it is like that but yeah, that's not my plan B. Like for me, I'm just I just don't have an interest in doing that. So that's why I say this is my, my my only plan really. And it seems like what you're doing with Ajoale actually links quite nicely with the things you studied. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's why like I don't regret anything that I've done, and like I don't regret my degree or anything like that. I just took what I needed to take out of it to do what I want to do. And I don't need to take any more, if that makes sense, from it. Yeah, that's amazing. No, that makes sense. So where can people follow you, follow Ajoale, connect with you? You can follow me. I don't know why the American accent comes up. You can follow me uh, on Instagram and on TikTok um, at art underscore. And then Ajo Ale's page is just Ajo Ale Art um, on Instagram. But that's where I am currently. I am on Twitter, but I don't use it unless there's something trending. So there's no point. Um, but yeah, that's it. Amazing. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Hi, it's New here. So I noticed at the end of this great conversation that I didn't ask my guests the two main just over 20 questions which are what do you enjoy the most about being in your 20s and what are you looking forward to the most about being in your 20s so I hit up Helen and she got back to me with some great answers here they are okay so what I've liked most about my 20s I would say is that um I've just kind of given everything every interest so far um, a go in my five years of being in my 20s because I'm 25 if that makes sense um yeah I feel like I've just asked a lot of questions to kind of navigate I guess where I want to be and space, spaces I want to occupy and all that kind of stuff and just to understand life a bit more um so yeah what I'm looking forward to the most with uh, I guess my remaining years of being in my 20s is just becoming the person that I want to like become I would say and I feel like the person that I want to be or the image that I have in my head so far is is quite the life that I want is quite attainable if that makes sense it's quite low-key um 
and even stuff that includes just like traveling different parts of like the African continent and just the world and just like meeting people and documenting stories, you know what I'm saying, and learning from people's life experiences and their perspectives on life and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I'm just looking forward to that, to just being Helen, like 100%, 100% of the time. Um, to everyone, if that makes sense. I'm not hiding any part of myself. Um, But yeah. Thank you for listening. But the conversation isn't over. So to share your thoughts and keep the conversation going, follow at just over 20 on Instagram and Twitter, share the episode and subscribe to keep up to date with the podcast. This has been Just Over 20. I've been your host, Itani Speaks. And you have been fabulous. Stay blessed and catch you next time.